Hey, this is Mike from Hotheads. Do us a favor, we're trying to reach a larger audience. Leave us a five-star review wherever you're listening to this right now. Spotify, iTunes, leave us a comment. Let us know how we're doing. We'd appreciate that. Uh, we're also a member of the Welcome to the Show podcast network, and we'd like you to check out the website, wttspod.com. That's wttspod.com. There's a lot of good content there, including articles from our show. And you can also get a couple of other podcasts there that might be interesting to you. Thanks a lot for listening. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the Fantasy Sports Podcast. That's more unpredictable than your exit last call. Get ready for all the takes that you didn't know you wanted or needed. Now here's your hosts, John, Mike, and Jimmy, the Fantasy Hotheads. And we're back. And coaching spots have been filled. Playoff, sp- playoff games have been decided. A lot of upsets. One really big upset. And it's not the Patriots losing to the, to the Titans. Because if you fucking listen last week, we told you that was happening. My biggest upset of the week was the Saints in the Dome getting run out the building in overtime by a non-offensive pass interference call, which it was an offensive pass interference to the Minnesota Vikings and Kurt Dirt Cousins. Jesus Christ, dude, what a weekend. What a couple, first couple of days in a week it's been. Um, you know, two huge hirings today in the NFL. Matt Rule gets, like, pretty much walks into a Swiss bank, hands him a fucking credit card, and they give him everything in the world. Like, six years, seventh-year option, $8 million a year, uh, final say in player personnel. The, the Panthers have to pay his bail or buyout. Like, when all is said and done, it's an $80 million contract for a guy that's never coached in the NFL. Um, and then, I mean, he did the right thing. He had an interview scheduled with his, with his hometown team. The Giants called him, gave them the right to match. And the more I think about it, the more I think the Giants made the right move and not matching. I don't think the Giants did the right thing by waiting so long to interview what seemed to be their number one candidate. But that's we'll get into that in a little bit. The Giants then flipped the script and say that they had got their guy all along. You know, Josh McDaniels. I wait, mean, no, not Josh McDaniels. Joe Judge, special teams slash wide receiver coach for the Patriots. Um, 38 years old, two years younger. What than a fucking the- resume, man. Yeah. What a resume. Yeah. I mean, kindergarten teacher. <laughs> <laughs> um, Bama special teams coordinator, Patriots special teams coordinator. So he's been around some winning coaches. He's been in some programs steeped in, in with winning history. But uh, I got to tell you guys, and this might end up being a great hire. What burns me about what happened today with the Giants is the way they went about it, the way they're trying to spin it as they got their guy. It's just the same old bullshit from this franchise that it's been for the last decade. Jerry Reese is our guy. We believe in him, blah, blah, blah. Ben McAdoo, you know, he's wonder kid. He's an offensive mastermind. Goes on to have two years without a team scoring 30 points. Um, you know, it's just – Bad decision after bad decision. It's media spin after media spin. It's like, I'm just sick of the excuses, man. Like, I, I just really can't take it anymore. And like I said, I don't know anything about Joe Judge. I'm not going to pan the hiring. I'm going to pan the way, it went, the way the way it went about it. It's just. It's concept. It's not the man. It has nothing to do with Joe Judge. It has to do with the fact that this team has twice already gone the experimental route. Okay, maybe Shermer you should consider to be an experiment. At least he had head coaching experience. But can you call a nine and twenty three record as a head coach experience? Or no, is, is he, that he coached. He He's coached the team. He coached the team yeah. to an zero and sixteen season. So so yeah, absolutely. You're one hundred percent right to to say this right. And this is kind of what I think. Two experiments that both failed. Now you're going to do it again. This is an experiment. You're taking somebody 
who not only has no, you know, direct, you know, not even a coordinator. Like he's not even a coordinator. Not even a fucking coordinator. I I mean, I guess you could say special teams coordinator, but I mean, shit. What do you call four plays, five plays a game? Guys, uh, all I'm trying to say here is, like, if for me an unexpected route would be yes, okay. Baylor's head coach is a head coach. He has head coaching experience. It's at the college level, but at least that's what he does, right? Or if you want to talk about, I mean, I mean, like again, this isn't exactly who I wanted. I'm just saying, if you wanted to go like a Wade Phillips route, or if you wanted to go Josh McDaniels, I mean, at least he had one head coaching gig that he horribly botched. Hey, don't even say that though, because Josh McDaniels won a playoff game with Tim Tebow as his fucking quarterback. God help us all. Uh, excuse me. No, but I, you know what I mean. Like this is just—I I don't know, man. I'm just saying there might have been better options. There might—I mean, who knows? Like you said, we don't know. We don't know what happens behind the scenes. But to me, conceptually, if you're going to ask me how I feel about the hire, dude, I, I'm not going to lie to you. I was pissed off the whole day. I am pissed. I am pissed off, so, and and I, I'm going to remain pissed off. I'm going to stay pissed off until this guy proves me wrong. Because it just at this point, there's no reason to believe that things are going to change. But you're it's not the for same me. It's not the apple. hire. It's not the hire. It's the lack of transparency with this franchise and its fans, they, they, they treat the fans like garbage. They treat the media as its own personal fucking PR agents, you know, and it's, it's, they don't, you know, week after week, we had to sit there and listen to Shermer eat shit and, 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 and talk and try to explain things. But like, you never heard from Mari. You never heard from Gettleman. Like these guys never talk to the fans. They never talk to the media. And then they come out and they say things like trust us. And, we have a plan. Well, how the hell do we know if you have a plan? You haven't talked to us since the off season, and the last time we talked to us, it was very condescending and ignorant. I'm sorry. And the the the, the you know the, the mansplaining from Mar on, on fans on how to run an organization. I'm sorry, but clearly you don't know how to run an organization. Your father was great at it. You've been terrible. You've had two lucky seasons and then 15 years of ineptitude. That's it. That's that's what the Giants. History has been over the last two decades. And two so far, lucky seasons and a, a decade and a half of, of ineptitude. I'm sorry. Mediocrity, two great seasons. And even the, even the seasons that they won the Super Bowl, nine and seven and, and, and ten and six, they weren't great seasons. They just happened to get no. hot. Oh, it's just. But I, even, even with Gettleman, even with this current current regime, right? Everybody's going to say, like, you know, what are their successes? Daniel Jones might be considered a success because that's the big thing I saw on Twitter today that made me want to vomit. Oh, well, you know, they said the same. Everybody said the same thing about Daniel Jones, about, you know, everybody panned the Daniel Jones pick. Maybe everybody's, you know, everybody's panning this pick. Watch how it turns out. You know what I mean? Like, come on, please. For, please. for me, the thing yeah. is, all right, you got all kinds of rumors from respected sources saying there are legit head coach candidates that won't take the interview with the Giants because they do not want to work with Dave Gettleman. Mm-hmm. For me, as an owner of, of a multi-billion dollar corporation, I think, huh, if I can't get the top guys in my field because of my CEO, then maybe my CEO's got to go. Right? I mean, it's not like he's got a proven track record. The Giants have been a dumpster fire since he's been there. Before he was there, after I, I- he was there. Right? I agree with that point, John. Yep, I completely do. And I also think you know, what hiring Joe Judge does for you now is you already see. Now you need an offensive coordinator. They're looking at Garrett. 
going to need a defensive coordinator because this guy's neither one of those things. And like you said, all right, great, you better be damn good as fucking special teams because otherwise it's like why do I, I, I saw I saw one <laughs> like, what's... New York I I saw one New York beat writer type like I love his background in education. The fucking guy was a kindergartner teacher for one semester. I mean, come on, let's slow down. What, what did he specialize in? Fucking nap time economics? Like what, <laughs> Jesus the, Christ. The great Nillas versus Ritz debate. Oh my god. Like Oh, oh Mikey, did you like the spin that they're trying to put on these things, man? Mikey, did you remember your towel today? So you can take your little nap, buddy. Yeah, I forgot my binky. And it just like the 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 tweets and the and the blogs that I saw coming from New York beat writers today. It just proved what Kim Jones said last week that Dave Gettleman has members of the New York media shilling for him. Absolutely, like just absolutely shilling for him. And it's just disgusting. This franchise is supposed to be one of the great franchises in the NFL, and they're a joke. I'm sorry, it, it's a laughing stock. The, the we didn't sign him to trade him bullshit, and oh well, Pat Shermer, I don't care what his track record is and was with Cleveland. You know, he's our guy. Just, just come on, man, just stop with the bullshit. You're you're acting like the people that are fans and diehards of this team have never paid attention to football before you got to New York. I mean, it's just. The, the, the sheer ignorance that they treat the, treat the people that are paying their salaries with is just fucking baffling. Like, I don't need to be behind the curtain. I don't need to see all the – but you know what? I hated Give me hire. a monthly press conference. Come out there. If the team's in disarray, come out there and give us a State of the Union. Tell us what you're doing to turn it around. Don't go MIA from the draft until you fire your fucking coach and then be all fucking condescending when you're on with local radio and you're doing interviews with, with newspapers – and internet reporters be all condescending about how you don't know what you don't know what's going on. But, but yeah, we don't know because you don't tell us. We don't need to know every little intricate thing you're doing. But hey, how about a heads up? Like, yeah, you know, Pat Shermer's on the hot seat. We do have plans in place though, because it didn't the way this hiring sequence went. It didn't look like you had a plan in place. You you let McCarthy leave the building. He goes to Dallas and never never even answers the phone call when you call him for a second interview. You have Matt Rule who's Apparently, you're number one guy. You don't even get him in the fucking building. You have Carolina throw a boatload of money. And then when he comes at you and says, hey, I'll still come for the interview. Like, nah, we got another guy that's a, that we're really interested in right now. And you let him fucking walk. And it, it's just. It's arrogance, John. It's, yeah, hey, it's, we're it's in New York. Arrogance. People, people want to be here. They want to be in New York. And they want to be a part of this proud franchise. Well. That's oh. bullshit. Dude. And you're going to see this... run by assholes. And you know what, no guys? We're, we're going to see this translate into free agent sign. We got a fuck ton of cap space. And guess what? When we go nobody's into next gonna year, go. we're going to have a fuck ton of cap space because nobody's going to want to come play for a no name coach in a rebuilding situation for a GM that's not going to be there in two years. So the um, already they've announced that they they had last year with the losing seasons a three percent drop off in attendance, which might not sound like a lot, um, but. I mean, the Giants are, are basically have been known. They have a reputation of being able to sell out their building every single game. The consecutive sellout streak for like 15 years. Right. And I, now this is coming from a Giant season ticket holder, right? Like, you know, ha- have I ever felt it was bad enough to say I'm thinking about not renewing my tickets? No, yeah. it's never been that bad. Not yet. But I, I just have the sneaking suspicion that if I have to sit through another season of, you know, less than five wins, I'm really going to question it. Mike, be honest with you, I don't go to games with you anymore because I don't want to sit in the giant stadium 
with fans of the opposing team. It's yeah, it's, it's just, and like you and said, it was three bad. and a half percent drop off. It yeah, three and a half percent drop off on tickets purchased. How many of those tickets per, so loud. Per, are used by the per, by the people that purchased them and not purchased on the resale market? Because it's so it's when ridiculous. I went to that Giants Eagles game, when I went to that Giants Eagles game, it was it was more like sixty forty Eagles. It was easily definitely that and, that and the Eagles that fans went around longer. That's what yeah. I would have put out. I would have put out sixty forty. And by the there end of the game, of it was eighty twenty of who was remaining. Yeah, yeah. It, it's just it's it's an embarrassment. For, I mean, I'm forty years old almost, right? I've been a Giants fan since I can remember football being a thing, you know, and it's just. There's some really freaking bad years there. It's the Dave Brown years, the Danny Cannell years. Like there were some really bad years, and I've never felt as like ready to jump as I have with this with Dave Gettleman in charge. And you know what the crazy part is? Is you have what could be a really good quarterback at the helm right now, and you have what I think is the capability of being a Gold Jacket running back. I mean, he's he's he can do things on the field that are amazing, but I feel the same way that you feel. Right? Just, they're that just kind of, being wasted. They're just because being wasted. That, you also that had, kind of cap space, you can get yourself an Amari Cooper. Because I have a feeling he ain't going to be in Dallas. You also had a gold, he wants to get paid. You had a gold jacket wide receiver. Yeah, that you just botched the organization as a whole. It doesn't matter who it was and who traded him. None of that. Just you know, roll it all back. It's it all. It's all under the same umbrella. It's botched. You might have even ruined his career at this point because who the hell knows what happens to him now that he's gone off to, you know, believe land. You know, he's now he's got to find a way to believe that he can play the game again. So who the hell knows? But I mean, who knows what could have been if you had handled this whole thing differently? You know, I'm not saying you have to capitulate to every little thing, but try and and work out a way to make him happy while at the same time building your franchise the right way. Maybe worry about who the successor to Eli Manning is five years ago rather than last year, right? Instead of wasting a third-round pick on uh, what the hell, the kid whose brother plays defensive end for the Bucks, and then he wasn't any good, so you use another third-round pick on uh, Kyle Loletta every year. I was like, oh, here comes Eli's successor. The, Just the, wasting draft pick after draft pick. On the him. bottom line here is, guys, Jerry Reese is not the only one to blame for this, but what he did to this franchise from years and years and years of not just poor drafting, Aberrant drafting. I mean, some of the worst drafting probably that I can think of ever. Like, how many of his draft picks are still in the NFL? You know what I mean? Like, overall, I'm not just talking about the Giants. I guess Odell. <laughs> you know, I mean, like, Joe no, like Eric Flowers is in the NFL. He finally yeah. got moved to a position where he can play. Eli like, Apple. Eli Apple. Is I mean, yeah, but Eli Apple. I mean, dude, they couldn't sign Janoris Shankin soon enough. As soon as he hit free, you know, free agency. The well, when they signed he's, Jenkins, he's terrible. when they signed Jenkins, that was basically that was that spending spree from from Reese that he he needed to save his job. So he goes and signs. Right. No, Vernon I'm talking about and, the Saints. I'm talking about the uh, Saints. The Saints couldn't wait to sign Janoris oh, Jenkins because yeah. Apple was that shitty. He still sucks, even to this day. I mean, listen to me. There are still some draft picks out there, but to say that any of them are at the top of their game, I mean, you can't even name one. No. Nope. Ap- Odell is probably Odell the best and of JPP them all. were the two draft picks he hit on. And let me tell you something, man. Odell, right now, I mean, how do people feel about Odell right now? Oh, well, he's got the promise. Some poor schlub is still going to draft him in the second round next year in a fantasy draft. Good luck with that. Yeah. <laughs> it ain't going to be me. You know, I'm not saying he'll never get back to excellence again, but I mean, like, at this point, who knows what's going on with that kid? Jerry Reese 
did so much damage to the New York Giants. And unfortunately, the people at the top, they just keep shoveling shit on top of the hole. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, it's not working. Right. You know? And, and it's going to keep going this way until finally. And, know, and John, Mar- John Mara, is that, he's that meme of that dog sitting in the chair in the middle of the room that's on fire. Yes. Everything's fine. Everything's, Everything's fine. fine. Dude, it's going to – it basically until they finally, you know, until they finally get to that low point where they're just willing to clean house and really clean house. Like they said, oh, we're cleaning house. He didn't clean house. No, they don't. I, I, I'm sorry. Listen, I don't think the Gettleman did a terrible, terrible job while he was here. He's been hitting on some draft picks. He's been building the lines. I like that. But he hasn't I, been building the lines. He threw a he, fuck ton of money at, at, at Nate Solder to be the lowest – be the yeah. lowest graded left tackle in the league. I agree. He now, did. He did nothing. To, he, he 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 signs Mike Remmers with no apparent competition or backup for a guy that was just let walk. Like it wasn't like the team that he was on didn't even try to keep him. And it wasn't because yeah, he was too letting expensive. Pugh, letting Pugh go was very strange yeah. to me. You let you know a, a flexible lineman who's not great, but he was serviceable. Uh, you let two centers, not one, two centers go out the door to keep Jalapia, who, again, one of the lowest-rated centers in the league this year. Right. Uh, you got a young left ha- left guard that showed no signs of progression this year. I, I mean, it just – it, it, it wasn't a good look. It's really what it is for me is when, you know, when shit starts to fall apart again, which the likelihood of that happening is high to me. When right? it's already started. Right. So listen, when it so when it happens, okay, now you're gonna let him go finally, Gettleman go, and the new guy that comes in, who's to say he's not gonna wanna upheaval the coaching again? That's what's gonna have to happen. You can't Right. So I mean, we're already talking about like this is the same thing we said about Shermer last year. We're like, Okay, we'll see how it goes. But like when they said clean house, like you should have cleaned house. Start yes. over from scratch. You know, the only way this organization is going to be saved is if they, they get lucky and hire a GM that's willing to do what it takes. And, and to be honest with you, the only reason I think Joe Judge is the coach of the Giants is because Dave Gettleman wanted a guy that he could control. And he went with a guy with little to no experience. He's not hiring his own staff. Gettleman and Mara and Tish will be hiring the staff. You right. Know, it's just it's the same old shit with this guy. He, right. You know, he wants to be the only cook in the kitchen. And you know what? If you – we're good at it. I would say good. Yeah, you could do it. But you destroyed a, a, a dominant Carolina team when you took over. You took a Super Bowl team, and then two years later, they were a three-win team. Then I mean, you guys. Come, you come to the Giants, you're like, I'm going to rebuild, I'm going to rebuild. And you took a five-win team, and you made them a three-win team. Like, yeah. what, what have you done? You're going to see what you saw. You're going to see what you saw last year with Arizona, where you had a coach for one year. And this next year, you guys are going to be looking for a GM and a coach. Because I mean, how soon you... is it before Barkley gets traded? You know, because Gettleman all of a sudden, like he says something bad about Gettleman, and Gettleman says, "All right, well, fuck you. Let me sh- let me show you my next well, trick." Well, I, I I hope this is where Mara and Tish would step in and say, "You know what? He's more of a cornerstone of this franchise than you are or ever will be. So if anything's happening, you're going not because all this guy does is trade his superstars. Yeah, Josh he, Norman. He did it with he. Steve no, he didn't Smith. trade Josh Norman. Did he, well, he, no, he, he ran him out of town, though. Yeah, he, he ran, ran him out, out of town. town. He did right. it with. He did it with Odell. Uh, he did it with Vernon. He did it with JPP. He, everybody that's Steve Smith. Yeah. Right. Ran him yeah. out of town. All right, fellas. That was a nice twenty-minute rant on uh, Giants football. So, we, we were allowed to do that today. I, I know. Yeah. I know. And I'm I mean, glad. but, I but, but you're lucky it wasn't better. worse. 
when you look at teams <laughs> like the Cowboys and the Redskins that are getting it right, well, let's talk about that. Yeah, I was going to move on to the Panthers because I was I was going to move on to the Panthers. They got the I, guy that you guys wanted. We don't have to cover the we don't have to cover the Panthers sure. that much. They they made a good hire. They paid them a lot of money. Okay, and apparently they're really willing to go with this analytics division. They were talking about that on Twitter all day today. Oh, you don't mean they're called the analytics division, not four computer guys? Yeah, no. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, wait, I read that. I read that quote. I'm like, wait, does he mean he hired an (laughs) IT department or he hired an analytics department? What the fuck is he talking about? Oh, my God. That's great. Crack me up. But I mean, you got to you got to think Carolina is not in as good of a spot as New York was. Right. They had the great running back. So did the Giants. They don't have a quarterback. Their their offensive lines in shambles. They their defense is pretty terrible. I mean, it, it's a shame because Keekley is a is a great linebacker. He he he's capable of doing some amazing things. But the I don't know that they, they need they need to work. They yeah. probably could build if they build correctly around him. You know, yeah. right? It's going to take a lot of work, and, and maybe, maybe that's what they figured. Maybe figured you know what? It's going to take this guy seven years. To, to put this team back together the way it yeah, needs to be. I, I think the, the, hiring anybody in the NFL for seven years. Seven years, man. That's like just the, ridiculous. That's just I mean, to to think that they made that kind of commitment to a college coach is I mean, four year four years would have been a long contract for him. Ballsy. Yeah. Very ballsy. But yeah. six with the seventh year option. I mean, do you think that's just what they thought it was going to take to get him away from the Giants? I mean, if that's what you're doing it for and not because you think this is a guy that's going to save your organization, then maybe you're making the hire for the wrong reason. Right. Um, I'm still not sure why they got rid of Ron Rivera. Maybe it's just kind of one of those things like, you know, you've listened to the same song too much and it used to be your favorite song, but now you just can't stand to listen to it. I mean, how, I, I mean, how I don't good know. do we think Ron Rivera actually is, though? You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I think he's good. I'm trying to play devil's advocate on this. There were people that basically were saying that Ron Rivera's overall record as a head coach is a losing one, that he's had more losing seasons than winning seasons. And Well, you got to think he's kind of an under, underachiever with the, with the teams he's had. Yeah. You know, he had that really dominant, what was it, 15-1 and one Panthers team. You know, didn't win the Super Bowl that year. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I feel like Ron Rivera's a very good coach. I don't know if Ron Rivera's a great coach. I think Ron Rivera's a better coach than I'd say sixty percent, sixty-five percent of the coaches in the league. I don't think he's in that upper echelon of coaches. I mean, do you disagree? I don't disagree with you. Like I said, I was just yeah, trying to play devil's advocate. Yeah, no, and, and me neither. I, I think he was. Um... I'm with you. I think there's certain times with any job, right, where where the, the team stops listening to you. You know, he, he, I'm sure, you know, there's a whole thing now going on with Cam Newton. Maybe Rivera didn't want to deal with that, you know? Like, yeah. hey, what, what happens if, if Newton comes back? He's been my guy for all these years, and now, you know, I think it's time I, to move on. Let me put it maybe this it's way. someone else's I, problem. I think that Rivera is going to act I, – I think that he's going to have success with Washington. I think he's going to do good things with them, better than what's been going on. Um, yeah, I think he's going to guide them in a in a better direction. It might not be the right direction, but it's a better direction, right? And and I hate to say it, but I think the Cowboys made a good hire too. I really do. I mean, yeah, again, I don't think I don't think again I don't think Mike McCarthy's this amazing coach. I think he's a really good head coach. Like, right. Again, but like, but when you're looking at what teams are doing, they're taking the right steps. They're stepping in the right direction. They're not regressing, which is what we've seen with the Giants. 
And, you know, you look at the Browns as another team, like, are, are they going to get this right? You, it's starting to become – it's starting to be – there's certain teams you know aren't going to get things right. And for It's the Bengals. It's the Browns. It's the Lions. And now you're starting to think the Giants are in that group. You just think that, like, the free agent moves haven't been there. The draft picks haven't been there. Right. You know, they've hit on one or two here and there. I mean, but I hate the head to say coaching it. moves, the GM moves, none of them are seeming to hit. No. I mean, I hate to say it, but, like, I just – as you were saying that, it just kind of hit me, right? The Cowboys, the reason this is a good move for the Cowboys, they're kind of, like, built to win now, right? Yeah. Um, at least they should be. And McCarthy is, you know, he's that coach that you get if you want to win now because he's, he's got the experience. He's been there. He should be able to lead these men in the right path, right? Yep. You're not going to hire an experimental guy, right? But if you're, you know, the Bengals or Miami or freaking New York Giants, I mean, maybe, maybe that is the case. Maybe you should just be experimenting, quote unquote, because. Maybe you hit on some gold. You hit on the next Sean McVay or the next whatever. You know, uh, who knows? But yeah, the, to me, I feel box. like maybe the Rivera, yeah, maybe the Rivera situation and the McCarthy situation are kind of similar in some ways, right? You have guys that are, um, you know, that locker room in Green Bay was tired, maybe tired of hearing him. You know, there yeah. was tension between him and and uh, Aaron Rodgers. It's been the same old song. You're struggling offensively. It's time to move on. It, but he, you know, I'm looking at it like we're gonna. He's got a winning record overall, a pretty, pretty nice 600% record. He's 10 and eight in the in the postseason. Yeah, he made it to the postseason like what six, eight times, something like and that. He won a, and, and he, and he won that. a Super Bowl. No, I call he's, it. The, I call it the Joe Torre scenario because Joe Torre didn't deserve to get fired by the Yankees. No, but at the right. same time, he had been there long enough where the message was sour, stale, and it just seemed like it wasn't getting through anymore, and it just seemed like. The relationship had run its course. That's kind of how I feel. That's kind of time to move on. Yeah, I think I think the relationship had run its course. It was just time to like, all right, well, you know what? It was good. Uh, You know, I'll 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 put your shit in the mail and just let me know where to send it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there's pretty much you sure up that. Yeah, sorry, I was gonna say you sure up that offensive line and, and, and the Cowboys. You get that back on track. You get Elliott back on track. Remember, you don't need to rely on Dak. But like this is you, that's the know, one thing that you, kind of you put the ball in the, me. Elliot. That's the one thing that baffles me about the McCarthy hiring in Dallas. Like he is notoriously known for ignoring his running backs. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. you just threw a Brinks truck at your running back. You're gonna probably let your receiver walk. You're gonna sign <laughs> your quarterback. And where do we go from there? Like I, I, I'm a firm believer that Mari Cooper's a free agent and ends up signing in Philly. I really think that's what's gonna happen. Um I just, I just see it happening. I mean, why not? Fuck. Oh, he's done nothing but fuck me his entire career. Why wouldn't he go play for the <laughs> why, why wouldn't Why wouldn't he go play for Listen, the Listen, I, I completely agree for anything other than what you just said. They're not going to pay three guys big money. He still thinks he needs to be paid in the top five wide they receiver. They can't. And he can't catch that, balls that hit him in the chest. You're going to figure if they end up signing Dak to the between 35 and 40 that he wants, they're going to sign Cooper for over 20. <laughs> Zeke's making over twenty. That's forty. That's eighty million of the what is it? One hundred and ninety-four million tied up in three players. Right. It's almost fifty percent of your cap. And then we haven't even talked about them signing, you know, offensive linemen. You know, it's just two of those threes will get pay- two of those three will get paid. One more. Yeah, and I agree with you. I think they're going to keep Dak. I don't think they're going because it's it's easier to draft a wide receiver than it is a quarterback, right? I mean, that's the bottom line. Um, 
you know, they can take one There's draft other guys pick. available. Yeah, yeah, you could take one draft pick, take like a CD Lamb or somebody, and and you know, hope that he pans out. You know what I mean? Like, who the heck yeah. knows? I mean, the Cowboys are picking a what seventeen? Yeah. So they'll they'll be in they'll be in line for a guy like CD Lamb or uh, you know, I think that's too early for the kid from Notre Dame, but you know, there, I mean, there there'll be guys out there for them to take. But like this, it it's it's more likely that they would hit on another you know on a wide receiver than it is that they would i mean like you're not going to give up on a quarterback if you find a quarterback that has promise which i mean you know this draft's loaded with them but you figure they're not going to be there when the cowboys are picking because you figure um herbert Tua, burrow love at at this point they're all going to be gone do you think that at this point would you say that it's it's pretty much a lock that Burrow and Tua are going to go in the top five? I think I think you're going to see three quarterbacks in the top five. Do I you think, think Herbert I, sneaks up in there too. I think you're going to see three trade or two, at least two trades and three quarterbacks go because I think either one of the two of Washington and New York is going to trade out. And I think I, I know for a fact Washington or I know for a fact that New York is not going to trade out because that's what Gettleman should do. Which means he's definitely not going to do it. And I'm pretty, sh- I'm pretty sure Detroit's going to trade back because Detroit Good. thinks that their quarterback situation is in law. I think two of the three teams: Jacksonville, Las Vegas, and um, Wow, look at you, Miami, are going to be moving, trying to move into that top five. Or that top what about San Diego? <laughs> what about San Diego? Nothing. San Diego, with San Diego. San Diego, San Diego has been linked, to you? They have been linked pretty hard to Jordan Love. But I just don't think San Diego's got – like all the teams I mentioned, Las Vegas, Miami, and um, Jacksonville, they have multiple first-round picks. Right. So they can move up. Picks. They can move up. They can take like – Miami's got 5 and 17 or 5 and 12. They could take those and move in up two spots to get to two or get to three or get to four. That's, to why, get you're to see the, that's why you're going to see the quarterbacks go early because these guys have the firepower and they have the threat, right? Because I think, I think Vegas is done with Carr. I think they're going to want to move up. I really think Vegas – is crushing hard on Herbert, and they right. want to get him. They were they were high on him last year's draft, and then when he went back, they kind of, you know, they went a different direction. Uh, you know, Miami, Miami has been linked to Tua for a year and a half now. Of course, and Cincinnati is they're printing up Burrow jerseys on fan sites. So it's there you go. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. unlikely they, that they would that take way. anyone else, right? There's, there's I mean, no way that it, it should be. I wouldn't. <laughs> I, it's 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 so up in the air. I mean, Washington trading out and leaving a player like Chase Young on the board for your interdivision rival to end up drafting because if Washington trades out and Detroit trades out. So you got quarterback at one, two, and three. Giants picking at four. They're taking. They're taking Chase Young. They're not trading out. They're staying and taking Chase Young. Right. Does Washington? It does Washington think that Young puts them in contention faster, or two more players put them in contention faster? That's really what you have to figure out there. Now, what I think the Giants should do: the Giants should trade with Miami, move back to the five, take Thomas, get that twelfth pick, and hopefully Isaiah Simmons is still there at twelve, which I probably won't be. But then you get your tackle and you get that linebacker that this franchise has desperately needed for decades. Yeah, but I started I started really diving into uh, uh, this isn't a draft episode. <laughs> I know. I started really diving in and I can tell you right now I, I'm I'm 
I think I'm more excited for this draft than I was last year. I think there's going to be more movement up top of this year's draft, just because I think the teams that the have quarterbacks multiple, are better. The teams that have multiple picks need quarterbacks, and they need to get to those top five to get them. Yep, I agree with you. So, and and there's teams, Washington, Detroit, and New York all have quarterbacks in place. Whether Detroit realizes that their quarterback's on his last legs or not, I don't know. But yeah, we'll see. Okay. Uh, um, cool. So yeah, so we so talked about, it, right? talked about the Packers or not Packers. The uh, oh wow, Freudian slip there. Talked about the Cowboys. We talked about um, the Panthers and the Giants all getting their coaches. We talked about Ron Rivera. So I think we got the the coaches covered, right? Coaches are covered. I mean, we, Cleveland's we, the only we, one out there. We did a more thorough job discussing is... co- head coaching candidates than fucking Dave Gettleman did. Yep. So you think <laughs> McDaniel? You think McDaniel's going to be the next head coach of Cleveland? Uh, well, I, I don't know who they got their pick of the litter now, man. They got uh, they got Wink out of Baltimore. Mm. They got the enemy from Kansas City. They got McDaniel's out of New England. They have they can pick who they want. They're the only team in the league without a coach right now. I mean, and it's pretty safe to safe to assume that no other coaches are going to lose their job, right? I mean, all the rest of the coaches that are still playing are playoff coaches, right? I mean, so. there was some rumors about. Um, Zimmer in Minnesota, but I think with that win this week, it's locked up. Yeah, I think so. It should be. I mean, I don't know why you would consider getting rid of Zimmer. He's made that team a contender every year. But he, I mean, he's been doing a great job. I think Minnesota looked. I think they looked good. I think it was also you have to give some credit to Minnesota. Minnesota had a great a great game plan. They hey, executed well, it, and they while, good while we're it. talking about coaches, I mean, we talked about McCarthy only getting one Super Bowl with the guys that he had. He had last couple of years of Favre. He had. Rogers pretty much his whole whole prime and only got one Super Bowl. Can we talk about Sean Payton? Everybody talks about how great this guy is and this and that, but what has he really done with the Saints? One Super Bowl, one. Yeah, but and but, then has anybody have John, more? Has anybody have John, more devastating playoffs? Yeah, but like I'm saying, has anybody have more devastating playoffs? Yeah, but the Minnesota you do, that's Miracle. The thing. Your teams are so good. Why are you in this position where that one play changes the entire fucking thing? We've talked about this multiple times. Each and every time that something bad has happened to them at the end of a game, you and I have, have come back to say at the very next day, yeah, but the yeah. reason that happened is because of this. And yeah. because of this is normally why didn't you, you, you know why You know why the, the no call happened last year? Because you didn't manage the clock right, and you're throwing the ball up 20 fucking points mm-hmm. and not running clock. Exactly. Yeah, yep. and you know, quite frankly, exactly. they were doing the same crap against Minnesota. They yeah. were airing the well, they weren't down, but they were airing the ball out on like first and ten on plays where you're like, "What are you doing? You don't, right. you don't need to do that right now." There was a lot of panic. Once again, panic you got mode. like just you got tossed the ball downfield. Two yeah. running backs that are pretty good at what they do. Even if even if Alvin Kamara is a guy that you don't want to trust on first down, Latavius Murray is a good between the tackles running back. He'll get you three or four yards. I, I don't understand. I, I don't get it. I, I really don't. I don't understand the game planning most of the time. I, again, like you said, they, they're very creative offensively. I think that, that Drew Brees is a very good quarterback, but I, it's pretty obvious. When, when you get pressure on him, when you can get guys in his face, he crumbles under the pressure, and the team just kind of fell apart. Two really bad costly turnovers this week against the Vikings. That fumble was terrible. Oh, the fumble was real bad. Yeah. Real bad. That, that was an Eli so Manning fumble. It... Do you think that was his thumb? No. Come on. At this point, you've played for 10 weeks at this point. Right. You can't use that as an excuse. 
I wouldn't use an excuse either. But the the very first thing they said as soon as as soon as they panned to him on oh, the side, he's flexing his hand. He's flexing his hand. Who had that game this weekend? I don't remember. Oh, uh, uh, wasn't that that was Buck and Aikman? Yeah, that was first one of the first things they said. Ah, oh, you know the thumb. I don't know. I'm like, yeah, yeah. it's it, it. Well, it's it's Drew Brees. So everybody's a Drew Brees apologist when he has exactly. a turnover. It's oh well, the ball was did this and blah blah blah. The receiver did this. And this but no, he just threw a bad ball. Oh, Drew Brees fumbled. It's because of that surgically repaired thumb. Well, if the surgically repaired thumb's not healthy enough to hold the football, he shouldn't be on the field. Sorry, especially especially when Teddy Bridgewater won five straight games for you. And like to be release. honest with you, if he's on the field and he's not a hundred percent, that's not being a warrior. That's being selfish. Agreed. And you just cost fifty-two other people a chance at a Super Bowl because you wanted to be the hero. That's that's not guts. That's selfish. I think. Sean Payton, Sean Payton, he's gotten there, you know, and the team is good every year. But just like you said, something. It's the dude. He's Green Bay yeah, South. But, but hold on. Green Bay South. So, but hold on. Looking at this record. <coughs> seven. Eight wins, seven losses in playoffs. Won one Super Bowl. So that, that there tells you that, that season, that's four. That's 50% wins. So he only has four additional wins. So that's actually not, not great. How long has he been there? Ten years. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, something like that. No, you're not wrong. I mean, thirteen I mean, years is that right for, for for the way for the since way we six? talk about, since the way we talk about Sean the way people talk about Sean Payton like he is, you know, God on the sideline. I mean, eight playoff wins in seven years, four of them in one year or seven thirteen years. I, I I'm sorry, you know it's, it's it's time it's time to start calling these guys out on the carpet. Yeah, it's just they, they got they must have a long, long memory, like because that Super Bowl isn't yeah. Right. And let it's me 11 also 11 years since you want to also Bowl. let's also bring up that that division. Right. So you're talking about a pretty weak division. Right. I mean, maybe you could argue Atlanta had a couple of good years. In yeah, there, but that, Carolina, dude, that, that division but is underperformer on top of underperformer on top of underperformer. the Bucks have been a just just I mean, since, you know. You can't consider the. Well, Bucks if you've been in the be league over a concern. decade, if you're in the league for over a decade, you imagine the other your opponents would have at least one good season, right? Yeah. So you should be the team to beat every year, and you can't get it done. No, and, and uh, it's like, yeah, dude, we get regular season blinded. Like you have these big flashy regular seasons; they have fifty point games. Drew Brees is breaking records, and Michael Thomas is breaking records. But then when they get any kind of adversity in their face, they just kind of. What happened to that high flying offense? Twenty points, right? At home, in a, play, a home playoff game, you, the best you could do is twenty points. Pretty wild, right? I mean, I mean, give credit to Minnesota. Like, it's not like Minnesota is a fucking tomato can out there that they should kick all over the yard. But I'm sorry, you're this big high flying offense. You should be throwing up more than twenty points at home in the playoffs. And you look at look at what Tennessee did on the road in. New England. I mean, but they scored about 17. No, they had 23 because they got the pick six at the end of the game, right? Right. What did they score? Yeah. 20. They scored scored 20 on the road in Foxborough and won. And won. Well, because, again, it's the same. You know, it's funny that that game turned out exactly like we talked about it. I mean, I wasn't willing to have the balls to take Tennessee like you were. Yeah, and I told you exactly how it was going to happen too. Right, but like it's, I agree with you 100. percent Like I said, if they're going to win this game, it's going to be a heavy dose of Derrick Henry. By the way, by the way, fucking 
how great was it watching Frable use Bill Belichick's loophole at the end of that game? Oh, run almost two full minutes off the clock. That was awesome. One hundred percent, very awesome. Tom Brady's Tom Brady's hyena video. (laughs) (laughs) Not so much now, pal. (laughs) I mean, at this point, you know it's it's. It's going to be interesting to see what happens with that whole Tom Brady thing. But I, I can tell you right now, nobody was more surprised that they they threw up the L than me. I mean, to to think I, – I can't remember a time when we haven't had the New England Patriots in the playoffs, you know, this deep. It's been a while. Well, it's been a while since they played on wild card weekend. So, like, they I haven't mean, even – most viewers, they haven't even played a game yet. That's got to feel so weird yep. if you're a, a New England fan. To Just think to, about this. The Patriots – to lock up the two seed, all they had to do was beat a, a four-win Miami team, and they couldn't do it at home. Yeah, it's wild. Absolutely. I mean, dude, their, their team had some challenges this year. I think they really, they really took advantage of an easy schedule and then just crumbled towards the end of the season. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Their defense must have been carrying them or something because their offense just could not put up points. They couldn't put up anything. Inept. So, of all the games this week, I'm like, we'll talk a little bit about the Bills-Texans game. Like Jimmy, you and I were watching that, and at one point we set, we turned and looked at each other. Like, Who are these guys? Are these coaches coaching to lose this game? Like some of the shit they were doing. Like, <laughs> like what? What is going on here? <laughs> Take a seventeen-yard sack on fourth and seven to put oh, to knock you out. Jeez. Oh, like, oh my god! And then somehow it works out where they get the ball back and they tie the game. But I'm I'm like, oh my god, dude, what is going on? Like these coaches are just coaching to give the other team the win. Like it was that bad. Wild, and that Josh Allen. What the fuck are you doing, pitching that ball? Just go down. You have seventeen yards. Why are you trying to pitch it? Go down. You have all your timeouts. You're in scoring position. What was he doing? There there was a lot of stress there. Yeah, man, just uh, nerves. I I don't know what else to to, to say about it. You know, you have to think these guys aren't used to being there. The spotlight gets to you. You know what I mean? Like you have to think that the game is on the line, and you're either going to crumble or you're going to step up. You know what I mean? And uh, you know, teams like that's why teams like I, to me, teams like New England walk all over people in the playoffs. Not just because they're powerhouses, but they're experienced. They got their guys they ex- know what they're doing. Exactly. They don't get they don't get nervous in situations like that, like these teams do. And both teams were doing the exact same thing. That that was what the funny part was about yeah. it. Yeah, it's like both coaches were clueless. Both pl- both sets of players were just clueless what was going on in the field. Like they, bo- it looked like they both wanted to lose the game. I do. It was. It was. Yeah, that was that was rough. Far from a story from a storybook ending for. Book, uh, yeah, of what I remember. CT and his know. bills. Yeah. Anyway, but I think that's what, what it is. You have Josh Allen trying to prove something. You have the Bills as an organization going. We we haven't been here in so long. Our chance to kind of stick stick to it. Right? Oh, great, Especially the you Bills know, made it farther than the Patriots this year. Patriots, yeah, right? It would I mean, been that. that would have been amazing yeah, for them as a, nice. as a franchise. And you know what? They they just need to stay the course. They've been doing a lot of good things. It's working and going in the right direction. Their defense yep. is great. You know, if they can if they can get Allen to take another step, it could be really good. You know, so did you see Gridiron Heights this week? Um, no, I did not see it this no, week. I missed it. Was it was <laughs> it, it amazing? Yeah, because at one point they're uh, Josh Allen's like, oh, 17 point hand, I respectfully fold. And Pat Mahomes like, I don't think you know how to play this game. (laughs) 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 
And Vrabel comes running in the ring. I will true. cut my dick off to beat the Patriots. And then everyone's like, what? No, Vrabel. And then at the end of the, at the end of it, they just throw this like Vrabel's like, here it is. And he throws something on the table and it's all blurred out. I'm like, oh my God, he cut his dick off. <laughs> Holy shit. Dude, it's great. You guys gotta watch it. Gridiron Heights every week. This right. like it's like a highlight of my Tuesday. Totally watch. Uh, so we touched a little bit on the Patriots game. That that, that we can sum that up in two words. Derrick Henry. Like, it was just a Derrick Henry show. We were we were talking like every time he touched the ball, seven yards, eight yards, five yards, seven Dude, yards. Like it is was this just, guy. Is this guy moving up draft boards as we speak? I, I think he's in my top five next year. Jesus. Yeah. I he's mean, unstoppable. And he did. It's like he, you know, it's coming. and You still can't stop it. No, he's, he's, he's been amazing. He's a freight train. And and for the game to end the way it did, the the Patriots have to go ninety yards to score a touchdown or like 55 65 yards to kick a field goal and the first pass brady throws a pick six like if that was if that pick six isn't the death nail in the dynasty coffin i mean it has to look like it right it sure looked like it to me that's that's that stuff never happens to tom brady to end games like that Something I agree, gonna and all I all I remember is that the, like the twenty people, whatever that the bar we were at, John is like every, not one single person cried a tear for New England. They were all shouting, they were all excited. That was like the happiest moment of anyone's day. Yeah, it was. It's so great that that pick six. Everybody was just it, like a small eruption from like the few people that were left sober enough to do it. Trust me, man. It was, it was a large eruption because it happened everywhere around the world. I freaked out when I saw that news. And then, um, all right. So we go into Sunday's action and we start Sunday off again. We talked about a little bit. We talked about this Viking Saints game. Dalvin cook had a hell of a day. Uh, Kirk cousins made some big time throws. He made some big time plays to, to get them back into the game. And, when they blew the, they blew a ten point lead, then they come back and then that forty yard dime, or it was a fifty four yard dime to fucking deal nice on the was, too. Yeah, these these Thielen, the Thielen catches were awesome. Oh my and god, he was he's back. It, it, he is back. It reminds you how important that is that that connection when when Thielen was missing. The, yeah, a bit of a lull. You know, Thielen's back. He looks good. Cook's back. He looked great. You know. I, this isn't going to be an easy game for, for the Packers next week, even if it is at home. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. Like, you know, Kyle Rudolph has come back. He's reemerged. Kyle Rudolph has always been a good tight end. He just seemed to be forgotten in that offense. Maybe he was right. injured, banged up for a while. But the Vikings, the Vikings look legit. The, the, the Saints didn't lose that game. The Vikings won that game. Like, don't get me I wrong. Agree. The Vikings Dude, went they out marched, there and they did what they needed to do. They marched right down the field. And now because everybody's Cinderella boy – got knocked out without touching the ball in overtime again this year. You know, last year it was Mahomes the, not getting to touch the ball in overtime. This year it's Breeze. No, no, no. Stop it. The rules, like, they're, the they're, rules are fine. Going. You don't need to change them. No, here's you what you do. To. Here's what you do. You, you throw 15 minutes on the clock. Play better. And you, you play a fifth quarter. And if it's tied at the end of that game, then you, then go, you, into, going. Then you go into sudden death. Because if you can't win it in five quarters, then it should be sudden death. You had an entire overtime period to win the game. and You couldn't do it. You're tied still. Then you go on the sudden death. I don't. I don't disagree with that. Or you 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 go college rules at that point from the twenty five in. Crazy, <laughs> craziness. But I mean, every every year the Saints lose, we have to fucking change rules. It, it's it's <laughs> like the little rich kid in yeah, the neighborhood right. that sucked at sports, and every time you beat him, some well, I get to play. I start my inning with a guy on second base. Nah. <laughs> Shut up, dork. 
Ugh. It's just every year. It's like, oh, he ran into our receiver. We have to be able to we have, look at that and change it. Well, we did, and they didn't change any calls this year, and it was the worst thing that the NFL ever did. So of, It's probably got, – it's got to be up there on one of the worst possible rule changes that has ever occurred. And I'm sorry, Horrible. that wasn't pass interference. It wasn't pass interference. And if you want to call pass interference, you could have called him the defensive back too. He was holding him the whole way. It wasn't pass interference. It's That's two guys football. It's two guys battling for a game-winning score in the playoffs. Fuck he, yeah. They're saying, oh, well, he extended and it caused him. The guy's back was to the ball. He didn't even know it was coming. How's he going to make a fucking play on it? Oh. Let's stop talk about whining. this game. Just stop is, whining. Is Green Bay going to win this game? We'll get there. We're not at that point in the week yet. Oh, I guess you're right. I know I'm right. Okay. Well, let's talk about the other game. Do we really want to talk about the other game? Do you want to talk about the other game? You were at the other game, Jimmy. How the hell? I got oh, I, I I to know this. I got to know this. How the hell were you even functional enough to go to that game? <laughs> oh, dude, this is great. <laughs> Tell right, me. So, so, you know, I roll in at 2 a.m., I guess. On you Saturday. Know, Aaron, Aaron or says, Yes. Night, right, so it's Saturday Sunday morning. Night, Sunday morning, yeah. Watch the uh, AFC games. We close down a bar like we're twenty-two again, and you know I catch a lift home. Aaron thought it was quite amusing watching me stumble up the front on the, on the cameras, you know, because we got we got security cameras, so she enjoyed that. I'm glad. I'm glad, I'm glad the rain those. doesn't catch the side of the house where I threw up in my neighbor's yard. <laughs> You guys so, are way too old to be doing this anymore. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Right. So then I, I well, come in. Well, that plays in a large and, role in it, Mike. <laughs> yeah. I come in and Olivia's in my bed. So her bed, my daughter. So I go sleep in her bed. And eventually, I think Aaron comes to check on me to make sure that A, I made it home and B, that I'm alive. So it's like, you know, it's called 830 at this point in time. Everybody's awake. So I moved to my bed for like another two hours. Then around 10 o'clock, I finally text my brother, like, are we doing this? Like, do we do we actually have tickets today? Just clarifying. Because like, I already told you I'd go, you know. So I said, yep, we got them. 250, nice seats. Let's go. I literally shower, crawl out of bed, say hello to everybody, and leave. <laughs> and go to my brother's house. And then we we checked on down to Philly and, and watched the game. So, you know. Yeah, man. And today I was, I'm amazingly still married. <laughs> I woke I woke up, started doing stuff around the house. My wife's like making a, a shopping list for me to go. And I look at her, I was like, I can't go shopping. She's like, Why not? I was like, because if I get in my car and I get pulled over, I'm getting a DUI right now. I'm gonna go lay back down for another hour or <laughs> two. I I went and I passed out for like twenty-five hard minutes, right? Because the kids were, daddy, daddy, daddy. My wife's vacuuming in the bedroom, even though we don't have car- carpets. All hardwood floors, she's vacuuming in the bedroom. Kids are jumping on the bed. She's like, oh, I'm sorry. Are you still trying to sleep? I've been up since 530 with the kids. Wake up. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, it was oh, awful. Man. So I'm at ShopRite, and I'm just wandering around this store. And I don't know how people didn't think I was going to rob the place. I have my hood up. I have headphones on. <laughs> like I'm walking in the shit. I knocked over, like, two different displays. I, I walk, at one point I walked down an aisle, forgot my cart, had to walk back down, go get it. it dude, it was awful. Dude, uh, rookie move. You should have gone right to the right to the toilet paper or the uh, the paper towels and just crawl in the back. You get the nice big thing of bounty as a pillow and you're done. Yeah, no. Rookie move. <laughs> rookie move. Thing? Yeah. Oh. Hey, I, I'm not gonna tell you how many how many hours I have slept in a Home Depot. I won't I won't tell you. Yeah. 
And, but, and the funny thing is, like, of course, this is the Sunday where I see everybody and their fucking mother that I know in, in, from high school and Bordentown and Hamilton. <laughs> and he's like, hey, John, what's up? And everybody wants to talk. I'm like, hey, got my headphones on, man. I can't hear you. I just keep walking. <laughs> Meanwhile, the whole time, I'm choking back, throwing up all over myself, dude. Oh. All Sunday, right. Sunday was awful. So good times. Sunday was, so it was awful. Yeah. So and that was the Philadelphia Monday, game. And most of Monday was <laughs> that, was, that pretty much sums up my day. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, we get to the we get to the Eagle Seahawks game as as the great media like the bird versus bird game. <laughs> well, they had suckle, to sell suckle. something. They had Fucking. to sell something, buddy. Uh, I mean, come yeah. on. So the story of this game wasn't so much to play on the field. Although I think Boston Scott has turned into a nice little story. Um, Darren Sproles two point yeah, right? pretty cool, right? Uh, he's been he's yeah. been a, he's actually been a serviceable guy in, in uh, Fanduel for me. Very but fast. The, the the story of this game was the clown he hit on Wentz. Now I'm gonna say I don't think he intended to do it, but I still think it was a dirty hit. It was a hit that des- that decided the game. Um, did he get fined for that? Do we know? I have no idea. I can I can bet that I, one. I haven't seen anything this game. week. Go but, on, I mean, yeah. for people to say that that didn't affect the outcome of the game, you're wrong. It did. I mean, if nothing like, – I think I said this to you guys earlier. If that game goes chalk, every, everything happens that happened with McCown, that would, happened with Wentz, that, that did happen with McCown, up until that last sack on McCown, Wentz hits that hole and he's running. He's not that slow. He doesn't get caught from behind. Like, he gets that first down. That game's still going on. Whether they score there or not, that we'll never know. But you can't right. tell me Wentz getting knocked out when he did didn't have the, the a major effect on that game. Um, do the do the Eagles from Martin, win it? From, maybe, maybe not. I, I think it certainly increases their chances. And, and from does, my yeah. my vantage point, you know, where, where at points uh, Eagles were working away from us, you know, you could see just some some you know blatant miscues, kind of blatant bad pass and bad decisions and wide open receiver. Like you can see really, really well from where we were. And yeah, Wentz hasn't been great either. He hasn't been, been solid. He hasn't been certainly the guy was, you know, two years ago, but I, I like my odds a lot better. Wentz, the McCown, there, abs- absolutely. Um, when a guy's closer yeah. to coaching than so. he is to playing, you know, it's never a good sign when he's in there for a playoff game for you. You know, he's making his first playoff appearance at 40. So the NFL has not, something. The NFL is not fine, Clowney. They're currently reviewed. They reviewed it Monday. They reviewed it today. Um, he was not penalized for the hit. He could be fined by the league if they determined that it was in violation of the rule that they put in place. So. Yeah, uh, that's kind of what I figured they were at with that. I, I, you know, it's even if they fine him, it's not. They're definitely not going to suspend him. So. And and the the things I'm yeah. seeing from like on Eagles Twitter, you know, l- let's pump the brakes there, boys. We had a we had a game on Monday or Thursday night where an Eagles player like. On two different plays, literally speared a dude in the face mask and like yeah. murdered him. So let's let's not right. act like you guys are the cleanest team in the league either. So, okay, you sound like my wife, you know. But no, but the, my point is though, a lot of miss. Like I'm more upset that it didn't get flagged. You know, there's a lot of other non calls, and I know we just got done talking about like we want to let them play. It's playoff football. I completely agree with that. But there, you know. There are certain there things some, that there were some be things that, that were should, like, it should have been. Man, you're like, absolutely right. That should have been a flag. He, he was. Yeah. It was a hit to the head of a player that was. I don't know if you call him defense. They're saying they didn't fight because he's a runner. And he's not defenseless. But I, I mean, I don't know. There was something. The optics of that play just said flag to me. Yep. Um, but so. it's the real the real story of the game for me is the Eagles. Just I, I mean, can't cover rookie receivers. <laughs> they're they're a walking. 
medical ward. I, you know, it's nothing against Carson Wentz, but I mean, like the whole team in general, like it, you have no wide receivers. You know, this, this 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 loss was almost like a mercy kill for them. Like it was just. Okay. I mean, I don't it would have been were, awful. I think Seattle. Although I was of, already lining up to get tickets to 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 the Packers, man. I was ready to go to. You were going to go to Green Lambeau. Bay. You were going to go to Green Bay if they did it. Oh, we were ready to go to Lambeau. My wife and I were already talking about it. Oh, with the, oh yeah, that's so right. As soon as the Vikings won, as soon as the Vikings won, if we knew if the Eagles won, then then we could go. So we were we're already chatting about it, but. That would have been that would have been something cool. Oh, there's the, I'm watching the replay of the Saints Vikings game. The, the feeling dime just happened. Such, that's, speaking of speaking of dimes, catch. speaking of dimes, dude, Metcalf. Metcalf catches some pretty balls, bro. Right? Am I wrong? You guys are five year olds. <laughs> yes, yes, we are. No, I think we just covered the fact that we're clearly middle aged and can't handle our liquor. I think that's what we discovered. Yeah. Yep. That's too. No, but uh, drinking a dude. hole in my stomach and you call me five. <laughs> <laughs> but, dude, he looked amazing this week. And Metcalf just, is, is a player. I like I'm, him a I'm lot. I'm loving that trade I made even more now, man. Like, yeah. but, all right. That's so, all I have right. to say about that. All right. So, we let's got the divisional about, let's, round let's, coming let's up. Right? We got the divisional yep. round coming up this week. Matchups. We got Vikings, Niners, Titans, Ravens. Texas Chiefs, Seahawks, Packers. Um, I mean, game I'm looking forward to the most is going to be this Titans-Ravens game. And that sounds weird to say, but I, I don't know. I have a feeling that's going to be probably the, the the best game to watch this weekend. Oh, it's Baltimore, man. Baltimore's fun to watch right now. I yeah. mean, and, just bottom line. And Tennessee is just – it's a team that I'm, like, interested to see what they're going to do. I mean – uh, yeah, I mean the, their formula can't be a whole lot different, right? I mean, you, you have to—it's not going to be you, and, use and, your, your cow, 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 and and keep Lamar Jackson off the field as as much as you humanly possibly can because that's the only chance in hell they have to win this game. Yeah, the big problem here is that the offense they're playing is not inept. Right? Actually, the, I got—I got to be honest with you, man. I want to watch all these games. They all look fucking amazing. These Chiefs are all Te- great games. Chiefs Even- Texans is going to be a, a shootout, I think. What? Who is the worst team in the playoffs right now? Worst team in the playoffs right now, I would say, is probably the Packers. That's what I was going to say. So they're, they're, me, they're the they're most fraudulent thirteen and three team I've ever seen in my life. I agree. I think that the I think the Packers are definitely the worst team out there, but it's still going to be a great game because you're talking about a division game to decide who goes to the championship. Like it's it's absolutely all no, of these no, games are going to be great. No division games. Well, they're that's. This is the divisional round. Oh well, yeah, yeah. I thought you meant like an inner division, like Vikings Packers. Yeah, but I'm just saying this is this is a big game. You know what I mean? So San Francisco and Seahawks. I mean, they the same thing. It's another division rivalry that are facing each other to go to the big game. No, so I mean, like if San Francisco's playing Minnesota, Green Bay's playing Seattle. Is that the way it's going? Do I have yes. it backwards? You have, have it backwards. It. That's why Damn I was it. just telling you. Okay, well, this is why nothing I'm saying makes any sense. So. That's why I was, I was confused. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Rewind the tape <laughs> and erase this little section. All right, boys, so let's get some predictions out here. Let's uh, start. Where do you want to start, Jimmy boy? Well, let's go with the start with the AAC, the, the, the Saturday matchups, right? All right, so uh, the, the, the first game? they switched it up this week. We have one AFC, oh, one they? NFC on Saturday. Yeah, so oh, first gosh. game is 435 in San Francisco, we have the Niners versus the Vikings. The Niners are a seven-point home favorite. The over-under is 44-and-a-half. So, 
looks it was a nice nice run beat the saints they played really uh i i like 49ers i think they're they're you know poised they're coming on hard the last the last few weeks i just i just think they're oh. kind of a better well-rounded team you think they're i'm sorry we lost you after you you think, I think they're I just think the 49ers are going to outplay the Vikings. But okay. With that. All right. All right. I see that. Mikey, how about you? I I like the Vikings. You like the Vikings on the road? Okay. I like the Vikings. I just feel like they're, they're – Their overall package They're clicking is, at the right time, man. They yeah. All, all cylinders firing. I do I, get what you're saying. Yeah. That's where I'm at. That's where I'm at. I mean, listen, it's it's – I like. I think San Francisco. When you look at it, like apples to apples, San Francisco is probably the better team, and they should win the game. But I just, I don't know. There's something about the Vikings. I just feel like they can, and I feel like they can. And I think they might. All right. It's so, just a feeling. There's yeah, no well, analysis. Go with your There's gut no feeling. analysis. So There's I'm, no I'm analysis. gonna, I'm gonna go with the Niners There's here. No they're rested. They're healthy. Their defense is top notch. Oh, their offense. Bosa. Their offense is. He, they can get you with the receivers. Debo has emerged as a legit number one. Garoppolo has been making big throws. Kittle is as close to unguardable for a tight end as you could be. Mm-hmm. I just think that I think it's going to be a tighter game than seven points. But I think the Niners. I think the Niners get it done at home. And the NFC Championship to get to the Super Bowl, you have to go. You're going to have to go through Santa Clara. Yeah, I think the biggest problem they're going to be. A lot of Bosa and Cousins face. He's right. he's going to get hit a lot. Kurt, it's going to be a Dirt, very different Kurt game Dirt's for him to need throw. A, a new mullet by the time this is done, man. Yeah. You're get... not wrong about that, but hopefully, you know, Zimmer's going to come up with a game plan, I think, to beat that, which probably involves a heavy dose of Dalvin Cook. So we'll see what happens with that. All right, so we got two on the Niners, one on the Vikings for the second Saturday game. We got Titans Ravens. That is at Baltimore, kicking off at eight fifteen. On CBS, no. <laughs> um, the over under is forty six and a half. Baltimore is giving ten. Oh, Going into Foxborough nice. and beating the beating the defending champs, and you get no love the next week. You're a double digit dog on the road in the in the divisional round. Yeah, but this is the team to beat right now in like the entire yeah. league. You know that's the problem. So I'm going to start here. I'm going to tell you my Super Bowl representatives both play on Saturday this week. Mm-hmm. I have Baltimore versus San Francisco in the Super Bowl. I have Baltimore beating beating the Titans. I have the Titans trying to do that clock control ground game, but it's not going to matter because the the the, the Ravens are going to be able to strike quick and strike often. And this isn't the Patriots' offense that they're going up against. This is an offense that can hurt you in a multitude of ways. You're going to have to game plan for a quarterback that is the next evolution in mobile quarterbacks. So I, I yeah. just think as as so, nice as this Tennessee story is, it's Baltimore's year. Yeah, so don't 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 forget, right? The Ravens can run the ball too. Yeah. Very well. Not just Lamar Jackson. So they're just as capable of playing the, the clock control game. They can do a better job at it because if they only want to use thirty seconds, they're only gonna need thirty seconds. If they want to eat up seven minutes, they're gonna eat up seven minutes. I just think they're and, and all for- around the better team right now. And don't forget in playoff games, I mean, I know it's a 10-point spread, but in playoff games, more often than not, it's a one-possession game. And if it comes down to needing that one kicker to hit that one game-winning field goal for you, there's nobody better in the business than, than Justin Tucker. You know, 
So if it comes down to that one possession game and you need to rely on your kicker, I'm relying on Justin Tucker. I'm not. Re- I don't even know who the Titans kicker is. That's an okay thing that it doesn't really matter. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> he's a kicker. <laughs> yeah, but you, you get what I'm saying, though. Got what you're saying. So obviously, I, you can p- tell that I agree, right? So I'm, yeah. I'm with the Ravens. So Mike, what's your what's your pick? Ravens. Yeah. No shot. <laughs> no I'm chance. Also with, I'm also I'm also with John with all the way with, with Ravens 49ers be my Super Bowl representatives the way I have it written out right now. Yeah, I'm I'm not there. I already have San Francisco out, so I'm not there. So, so there you go. All right, moving to Sunday, boys. We have the uh, first game of the day is going to be a three o'clock game. Fucking Sunday, play three o'clock game. What the hell's going on here? That's a weird start time, but okay. I, yeah. Why not? I, I hate when they games do that are at crap. three and six. So it's, I just got to start drinking later. I guess I don't know. Whatever. All right, so we got Texans and Chiefs. Um, over under this one's fifty-one. Chiefs are given ten. Um, I'm signing up for that all the way. I I don't know if 10 points. Watson versus Mahomes, baby. I, I think we're going to see points and a lot of them. I think the Chiefs defense has been better as of late. I think they'll be able to come up with the occasional stop that they're going to need. Yep. I think Andy Reid gets to the AFC Championship game. And yeah, it's. I think that I. I just think that in the duel, Mahomes outdoors Watson. Yeah. So, look, we, we hit under, a little bit on the fact on that the amount of times they mentioned JJ Watt in the game, I'm going to put 90, 97. <laughs> 97. Over. <laughs> Jesus. Over. So look, we just talked about the fact that both teams really wanted to give this game away last week. Yeah. Right? They they were trying real hard to lose. It's just. And I had the Bills to win this game. I don't think I. And so some of my arguments from last week still stand. I just don't think they, they together. I'm just not I think buying. When, when I'm just not put buying the ball, Yeah, when you put the ball on the shoulders of a guy like Pat Mahomes, um, hopefully that ankle's like good to go. He's had an extra week off. I, I you know, I love the Chiefs. So there you go. I'm thinking Tyreek Hill, Miko Hardman. And Travis Kelsey all have touchdowns. At least two of them have multiple. Woo. How about and, that? And all of them have over 100 yards receiving. How about that? Well, Miko Hardman will have two catches for 120 yards and two touchdowns. Exactly. So. <laughs> That's that. That was going to be one of. My oh, there two. you go. <laughs> That's awesome. Yep. Yeah. All right, boys. So we're so all, all Chiefs with that game. In the AFC, yeah. Yep. Oh yeah. Not even. I mean, listen. It, it, it's going to be fun to watch. There's no doubt about that. And, I mean, you never know. Anything can happen. But uh, if you're going to maybe bet on it, then definitely Kansas City. Mahomes is going to pick them apart. It's going to be fun to watch. I agree. Um, All right, getting into the last game of the divisional round. We got Seahawks at Packers over on the 46-and-a-half. Spread Packers given four. At home, a four-point spread. This is probably the most manageable spread. Yeah, this is the most manageable spread we have this round. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, so neutral field. Pack, they'd say the Packers would win by one. Um, I'm not seeing it that way, man. I think we're going to have ten. I think we're going to have Seattle versus Niners three in the NFC Championship game. Just something about the way Russ has been finding ways to win. I know the the Packers were 13 and three. I get it, but I, something about the Packers, right? It's a soft 13 and three. I know that sounds terrible, but it's a soft 13 and three, man. And 
I, I don't know. Just, I just haven't seen Aaron Rodgers be Aaron Rodgers this year. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe the Packers do get this, but I have, I have the Seahawks pulling this one out. I think, I think Metcalf has another monster game. I really do. Yeah. Right. Mike? I think Tyler I Lockett. Agree. I think Tyler Lockett is going to uh, factor into this game as well. So um, it's just been too long since he's been, uh, you know, a real factor, and I think that that's that's what it's going to be. So I, I agree, just in a different way, I guess. I think Seattle's going to win the game. Yeah. All right. So I guess I'm the one guy that's going to disagree because I think we got a, a Seahawks team that that barely beat a 40-year-old quarterback last week. Um, that was a very winnable game for the Eagles, I think, otherwise. I think you're going to yeah, go in the land. I feel like the Eagles' defense is yards better than the Packers' defense. Packers' defense right. is still challenged. Yep, that's fair. But I also think you're going to see heavy doses of Aaron Jones. It's a formula, formula that worked this year. It, they, they, they figured out how to kind of lean on their running back a little bit more. And I think Aaron Jones, uh, yeah, Devontae Adams and, and uh, Aaron Rodgers, that connection hasn't been perfect this year. But when they've they've had these up and down games, if you have an up game this week at home in Lambeau, it's going to be hard to beat them. It's not going to be. It's probably the spread is probably appropriate, right? I think this is going to be the tightest game of the week. But I am picking with the Packers, going with the home team. Yeah, I, I mean, I can see what you're saying. I can, I can get on board with that. But I just something about the way Russ has been playing this year. I think he's been finding ways to win these big games, you know. He was one he was one inch away from being the one seed. Yeah. The the crazy part is the crazy part is I'm sorry, the two I mean, seed because the Packers would have been the one. Two seed. The the yeah. path for Seattle to get to the Super Bowl is completely on the road at this point, right? Yep. I mean, even if they end up facing the Vikings, am I right about that? No, Vikings were the six, so they'd have to they, All right, they, so, they can't couldn't have a home game. So it's actually the Vikings. Okay, so man, it's it's just brutal. I feel bad for all these teams on this side of the bracket, man, because whoever's got to play the winner of Kansas City Baltimore is going to have their hands full. But it's all fun, all fun and games. Uh, Seattle, Seattle, I think is still going to win this game. I I just don't see it for Aaron Rodgers this year, uh, making a deep playoff run. Yeah, I'm kind of I'm with you on that. I just I think I, I think Rogers he's still got it. I just think this is a down year for him. I agree. I mean, they're getting it together. It's new 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 head coach, new system, all that stuff. So, you know, it'll be it'll be interesting next year to see how that team develops. You know, what uh, what kind of stuff they institute, what kind of players they draft. Do they go you know all defense and try and shore that side up? Do they? Uh, try and add any more weapons uh, for the offense. Who, I mean, the Packers? They need yeah. To, they need to shore up that offensive line. I mean, the offensive line needs a lot of they help. They needed to last I, year. I think yeah. they really could use another wide receiver. I'll be honest. If they could try and find a way to get a late-round gem, I think that would help them a lot. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. Devontae Adams can't do it all by himself. Jimmy Graham is a non, non-factor at this point. To be honest with you, they'd be one of those teams that could really use a tight end. I Not to not – to, thrown off into the into the draft again, but I'm excited for the draft already. Maybe because <laughs> yeah, my team's out of I it. I hear that. But, yeah, maybe it's uh, our third yeah. consecutive year picking in the top ten. <sighs> top five. No, we picked six last year, dumb. Oh, whatever. It felt that way. 
terrible. Oh, God. Sports. All right, boys. Why do we do this? Why do we do this to ourselves, guys? Well, I'm so depressed. Just, just because think, we love it. Just think pretty soon it'll be the offseason and we'll be crying for football. It's a good point. You're very, you're very true there, my friend. <laughs> as soon well, as think about, gone, just, just think about the way you're already yeah, jonesing about the NFL draft. Well, I want them, the I want the NFL not draft over. to happen so I can start mock drafting. <laughs> you're, <laughs> dude, you're, so, <laughs> you're so right. Uh, Oh, Man, my God, there's something job. wrong with us because you're so right. I cannot wait to start mock drafting. Yeah. So we probably could right now, right? No, because the mock- rookies aren't in there for Dynasty. The rookies aren't in yeah, there. The rookies aren't in. Yeah. Big waste of time. You know there's going to be a lot of player movement, so you're drafting guys that aren't even on the same teams. You have a whole free agency thing to go on here. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It's too early. Damn it. Sorry to burst that bubble. Oh, you burst it good. All right, fellas. Yep. Well, like enjoy boil. the games this weekend. It'll be uh, another fun weekend of football, I think. So I think that's all we got for you. WTTSpod.com. Hotheads podcast on Twitter. See you guys next week. Fire Dan Gettleman. <laughs> it's, 